0: The Retail Ready Podcast is proudly sponsored by Botanica Blends. Straight from the Wizard's Cauldron, we stock delicious plant protein for the likes of our famous vanilla cake batter and caramelised popcorn. We've got desserts like our dreamy jelly, vegan custard and our latest date-free protein bars. We are currently offering 20% off to all Retail Ready podcast listeners until the end of October. So head on down to botanicablends.com.au and use the code READY20 at the checkout. Thanks
1: and enjoy the podcast. I, I was reading, um, it was in one of the books that I read, I'm actually, well, I listen to books that I'm reading, but one of the books that I've just finished uh, was talking about why apple headphones are white uh, oh okay that's interesting yeah and it was actually a kind of a market review that apple did because once people saw white headphones um it's kind of that old evolution of kind of uh, trends and stuff like that people sony walkman used to have black ones everyone associated headphones as black yes. so apple brought in white ones so that they could then see the uptake of apple iphones and uh, apple ipods at the time Um, oh there you go and then people would associate oh you have a a, an ipod because you've got white headphones and that's why it's white
0: oh look at that okay interesting
1: yeah. So one minute in, welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast. Uh, everyone now knows why uh, Apple chose white headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean everyone needs to know that bit of information. It's important. <laughs> bit of a bit of a fact for Fun a Friday. Yeah. Uh,
1: and just offline, I am literally finishing off your espresso tahini and coffee fruit bar. While yep. I finish this bar, do you want to tell everybody who you are, Lachlan? First of all, welcome to the show, but give a little introduction, and I'm looking forward to talking to you, not only from one startup, hopefully entrepreneur to another, <laughs> um, we're going to be talking a lot of different topics, including upcycling, which uh, I, f- I just find absolutely fascinating. So over to you, my friend.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, yeah, great to talk with you. Um yeah so as you said our product coffee fruit bar so um glad to hear you're enjoying it so we um our business i am grounded i started with my co-founder on a side note she's actually preparing for a a tasting at a retail store with a new stock account (laughs) which you can't be here but um you know that's obviously got to be done um so our business i am grounded essentially um our first range of products uh, under our banner is uh the snack bars that are featuring the coffee fruit, um, which, yeah, very much I'd be keen to talk about um, and explain. There's a fair story behind how we came up with the product uh, and the business itself, and obviously what the coffee fruit is, which a lot of people in Australia um, are very much unaware that uh, coffee is even a fruit. So, I mean, you you told me you're a coffee drinker, Ben. Did you, in all honesty, did you, did you know much about the coffee fruit before you started drinking coffee or...?
1: So, when we spoke, yeah, I said that I was a kind of a coffee lover. Um, yep. To take it one step further, my thesis/slash dis- dissertation at university was actually on caffeine from coffee. Yeah, uh, okay. So, I did a lot of research on coffee. However, even doing that amount of research, I did not know coffee was a fruit. So, oh, look at
0: that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, um. yeah, I did not know that. Well, I mean, Look to um to give you the story on sort of the inception of our business and how it how we even got onto the coffee fruit. Um, yeah, go for it. yeah, so my uh, as I said, um, my other co-founder Vanessa, she is Colombian, um, Colombian background, uh, came over to Australia a number of years ago, but her family have very much been immersed in in coffee for the past you Fifteen or so years in Australia, importing coffee, a variety of businesses in the coffee field, um, importing beans, distributing beans, um, coffee shops. Obviously, very high quality coffee as well, okay. straight from straight from small micro farms over there. So we've always been around the coffee industry, um, and yeah. So in our travels back and forth from Colombia, um, me and Vanessa, obviously, you know, visiting coffee farms. We love we love coffee. And uh, we noticed sort of firsthand over there, um, you know, we knew about the coffee fruit, but when we actually went over and looked at the coffee harvesting mm-hmm. process um, and immersed in talking to the farmers there, we, we saw sort of the byproduct of this, of this fruit, um, of the coffee, is, is the fruit which, you know, as you said, most people don't know that in the production of coffee there's two small seeds that are encompassed by this sort of red or orangey fruit on the tree. Um, the two small seeds actually make up only nine percent, approximately, of the coffee. The other, you know, ninety or so percent of this fruit is wasted. Um, wow. It's it's not used, yeah. So that's the byproduct, and that's what we term the coffee fruit. Um, so we saw this firsthand when we travelled to Colombia. This the sort of scale of this issue. When when you think about it, you don't see it here in Australia being a not, mm-hmm. really not a non uh, a non uh, coffee producing country, but over in places like Colombia, you see um, the amount of this coffee fruit that's actually just cast aside in the coffee making process. Um, so to talk talk numbers, uh, twenty billion kilograms of coffee fruit waste are produced each year on a global scale.
1: That's, that's just incredible, Which, isn't it? Like, is, yeah, you just blase to like. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: it's not you can't really comprehend um, twenty billion kilos. Um, it's a it's a massive number, but. Yeah, that is just the fruit. Um, so that's that's what we produce to um, to get the two small seeds that go into your you know your morning beverage that everyone loves. Um, so this fruit unfortunately builds up on the farm um, on these farms, and mm-hmm. it's basically toxifies and acidifies on itself, um, and it acidifies the surrounding environment. You know, washes um, toxins into surrounding streams and river systems, obviously harming flora and fauna. Um, just because it's sitting in this, you know, this heap of this pile of coffee fruit um, and not being used. Um, they, yeah, try to sort of uh, use it, um, you know, as compost or in, um, you know, in, in in and around the farm, but essentially it's it's being wasted. Um, so we saw this firsthand. Uh, didn't think too much of it. This was a, a few years ago. Obviously, we, you know, we've been in the coffee coffee community. So, you know, we thought it was interesting. Um sort of talked a bit about with the people over there about what the coffee fruit is but we came back to brisbane um in australia i'm actually a civil engineer by background um and vanessa's in marketing so you know back into our day jobs and yeah sort of back and forth with um our contacts in columbia just you know slightly interested in the fruit but didn't really you know know again too much of the research behind it or even the scale of the issue just yet um so we had a sample of the the coffee fruit extract that we Know, that we had with us. We came back, sort of left it, um, left it in the fridge, didn't really think much of it. Um, fast forward about... Just to all, chip in yeah. there, sorry,
1: like what, when you'd say coffee fruit kind of just sitting in the fridge, what what does that look like? Yeah. Kind of what format? That well, there's
0: like? yeah, there's a, obviously there's a lot of different ways the um, the coffee fruit is sort of output. Um, so the bits that we use is actually the mucilage, which is without going too much detail, um, it's basically just a, between the outer skin of the coffee fruit and the inner seeds is like a fleshy bit um, yeah, the right. of the coffee, which um, basically that is what um, we took back um, and very much a raw material that we, you know, didn't really think of even consuming this as a food product. It was, there was no thought there. It was just something that was of interest to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really know. We knew that it it was, it was edible. It was good for you, but we didn't really know much more than that. So um, yeah, we we sort of just just forgot about it really, and then yep. about five or four months later, we um, Vanessa actually had to bring in. You know what it's like with sometimes at work you do those. You know bake off things everyone brings in a, a product um to to showcase to the office everyone wants to meet everyone else about the tastiest uh, muffin or whatever they bring in yep. so it was actually one of those and one night scrambling because she forgot yeah. about it
1: um, bloody janice in finance uh, <laughs> yes a hundred percent
0: so um <laughs> yes uh so so we were looking around the fridge at something to make to bring in and then we came across the fruit um mm and the extract and, you know, we were already playing around with, um, you know, making some raw products as some baked things as well for the following day, just tossing whatever we could in together. And, um, we, we knew the the fruit was edible We knew it was good for you, but that's about it. So we started playing around with it in the kitchen that night and then came up with some extremely rudimentary looking, um, similar to what you had uh, (laughs) earlier today with uh, a few different flavors that didn't look much like what they do now, but, um, they tasted great uh that we thought anyway so we brought them into well she brought them into her work everyone loved them and then her family being so entrepreneurial with their different businesses when they tried it the leftovers we had that night they straight away yep. said well can you make us a whole bunch more for the weekend because they're doing the, the coffee market they do every every saturday um very busy market in in Brisbane and yeah made a whole lot of the product and brought it to that and you know gave it out to the customers there um and again we had we had great feedback. People were obviously confused what the coffee fruit is, but um, in yeah. terms of the taste, they loved it. And when they did hear about some of the story of where it's come from, it was it was even more enticing. So that's sort of where, after that, a bit of a light bulb went off that maybe we should look into this more, and we spent the preceding sort of five months again, so quite a long time, diving into the research and what coffee fruit is. Um, obviously, I've spoken about it being a waste and being a discarded product, but then... It's actually incredibly good for you. So we like to compare it to an SIE basically. So mm-hmm. it's incredibly high in antioxidants, actually higher than SIE and blueberries and things like that. So um very, very high in, in polyphenols and antioxidants and plant micronutrients basically. So it's a it's a product that's that's very good for you, that's just in the form the way we currently produce coffee is just not being utilized. So when we yeah. looked at that, and when we looked at the matching it with the fact it's a waste that we can bring in to give new life to, which I guess brings us to the concept of, of upcycling and giving new life to a product that otherwise would be discarded. We started working in more detail about um, you know an actual business plan around what we can do with it. Um, and it that is awesome. Of, yeah, it sort of started with, as I said, not really the business of of making money in a profitable business, which is obviously what we want, but it more started with um, the impact of the issue and then what we can do to from our end not being in a coffee producing country but still loving coffee here uh, what we can really do to contribute to that and that's how we came up with the business I Am grounded, and we spent again another another six months after that just refining the recipe. We took out our food license, started creating the bars ourselves and hand making and after work coming home and making and then uh, obviously selling. Yep. Selling on our website we put up, selling, uh, ended up getting a number of stockers all over the place just from word of mouth I guess about our story and stocking the products until obviously it got too much uh, working time and hand making every night almost and then yeah, we've now we've now branched off into um, a new packaging that you would have seen and, uh, you know, uh, scaled our production up. And, yeah, that's where we're at sort of now. So, yeah, it was it's a lot, awesome. lot of work. Well, uh, yeah,
1: let, let me just chip in there because I've got a lot of questions because yeah. not only is this a fantastic story, like you've, you're challenging different aspects at the same time like you're you're touching on kind of the sustainability Mm -hmm. piece you're touching on innovation from a new ingredient that you can't leverage what someone else has done which a lot of brands do so you're Mm -hmm. you're doing the, the the tough grind and to go back to the the coffee fruit itself like is that the natural source of caffeine? Um, so when the, this bar that's right in front of me, it says it's got the same amount of caffeine as um, green tea. It, uh, yeah. espresso, and green tea. Yeah. Yep. Is that coming from the fruit itself, or mm. have is that so? It's yeah. That yeah. yeah. That
0: that is. So the so the the one one of the bars you got there is has got added ground coffee as well, but the um, the other ones that just naturally occurring caffeine from the fruit um so yes the 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 bean obviously has has quite a high concentration of caffeine but the fruit as well has has a caffeine content in there so the outer you might have seen in america some of your listeners might uh, might know about cascara so cascara is quite popular in america essentially it's just it's coffee fruit like we use but it's just the outer skin um and that again that's quite caffeinated so there's a number of beverages over in the states that use cascara or they steep cascara as a tea and that gives a, a natural caffeine kick so it's not as much caffeine as a as the beans yeah. but there's definitely a caffeine kick and we um we find that the fruit itself um gives a slightly different caffeine kick to to standard coffee it's not it's not it's a bit of a I can, we compare it to a green tea because it is like that yeah. um that sort of more gentle buzz from do you get from green tea yeah. but it's not that big caffeine kick and there is there is a fair bit of science behind that, which is still new coming out around the coffee fruit and the way it impacts the, the brain and, and, uh, slightly different to the beans. And, you know, we find, um, that the bars are, are very good for giving that, you know, not super punchy caffeine kick when I mean, it's more, a bit more of a mellow sort of yeah, functional, fantastic. uh, caffeine.
1: Yeah. So, cause I, I love that you put the, so whenever it, when, so guys who are listening on this podcast, like go to, yeah, I am grounded.co because, the bars actually have a specific time that you should have them as well, which is great. So yes. you've got the the 9 a.m., er, which is the lemon, coconut, and coffee fruit. Um, you've got the pick-me-up, which I'm guessing is for the afternoon. Yep. And then, yeah, the the 3 p.m., er, um, yep. yep. which there's, there's just so many aspects that I just want to touch on. because. But to go back to the start, the what I love about your story, and it, and there's, there's I think, there's been a, about 50 other brands that have been on this podcast that mm. have not even come from a food background. Like you said, you're a yeah. civil engineer. Um, it, it's just incredible that you've just seen an opportunity, you, you've seen that it's healthy, and you, you've created something. So, to touch on that, to go back to that kind of going like bloody Janice and her bake-off at work <laughs> organizing it for Vanessa. Like, um, that was kind of the kickoff for this brand. What's What's been the journey like creating a food brand without any food knowledge? Has that been easy or a big learning curve?
0: Yeah, great, great question. That's, um, you know, that's something I did want to touch on talking with you um, because, I mean, obviously, it's a it's an incredibly steep learning curve, but but like you said, I mean, um, yeah, I was a oh, I am a civil engineer. I mean, I I've always had um, a, a passion for food, which comes from my family, and and so has my partner. But we're not we're not you know trained in um, you know food science or come yep. from a chef background or anything like that. But it's um, I think these days um, more and more you know, you don't necessarily need to be a so-called expert or study mm. for years and years in a field that you might want to look at entrepreneurially. So, I mean, um, I guess I would encourage anyone that's thinking of something, obviously if it's in food or whatever it is, that don't think that you need to have all the answers beforehand. You just need to dive in. I mean, um, there is a quote that uh, that I sort of stuck with me over the, over the last few years when I started sort of on, you know, on this business and, and looking at different entrepreneurship things I can do, which is Um, by Barry Diller, who's actually an entertainment billionaire over in the States. I don't know too much about his story, but I like his quote, which is um, he he said, nobody knows anything including me or something along those lines, which basically to me just means that you don't know until you know and until you start, you know, one step forward. So we definitely didn't know anything to do with how to start a food business, how to um, approach food science, how to create the recipes, which, you know, we, we created all our recipes from scratch. We didn't mm-hmm. go to a, go to anyone to create those. That was all us. And that's simply, you know, it's definitely possible. You just need to, you know, have the passion to to follow, you know, what you're doing. And, and obviously nowadays we can access any sort of information. Um, so I'd encourage anyone that's that's thinking of something that might think, oh, it's a bit beyond my reach. But, um. Honestly, it's not like we've had uh, a lot of help from um, not just you know friends and family, but I've reached out and so has Vanessa to a number of people that have become mentors now in the mm-hmm. CPG and food space, um, in the food science space, and obviously in just in general creating a business. Um, I think if you're showing that you're really passionate about Whatever it is you're focusing on, and that you're keen to give it a go, people, especially in Australia, are very open to it, to working with you. And there's so much resource out there, as you know, we spoke about previously, things like Fiverr and Upwork that you know can provide yep. sort of external consultant help just for cheap. Um, is definitely you know uh, something that I encourage everyone to check out. Um, yeah, and we've leveraged, I mean, yeah. yeah, we've leveraged a lot of those tools and a lot of those no-code tools that um, you know to help us out with the with our business. Um, so I'd, yeah, I would say that it's been a very steep learning curve, but one that, you know, we, we've, as I said, it sort of converged with us liking or being very, very much, um, loving food, but also loving coffee and being in the coffee industry. And then looking at sort of starting from an issue and then moving to an opportunity for us to, um, to really create impact rather than, you know, simply trying to find something that they yeah. might be able to make money that we're not really interested in. I mean, we, we love doing this and we do it, um, you know, no matter what it started as, very much a hobby that we were just interested in, and and now it's becoming obviously a lot, requiring a lot more attention, um, which is great. But um, but yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. I encourage everyone
0: to give it a go. Definitely, no matter what it is you're thinking about.
1: It go. Let me go to your brand then. So the brand I am grounded, which um, is the three bars at the moment. Like, yeah, it has a great brand story. Like the last twenty minutes. You, you've sold the brand story and even on the packaging like plant-powered natural energy and upcycled goodness are the kind of the key components plus all the extra added bits that the bar delivers no added sugar etc i want to touch on the the upcycled aspect because it's one it's a new term uh, we're discussing this the other week where um, I was saying in one of my variants of dog cookies for Doggylicious, we, we use eggshell powder, um, which is just basically eggshells that have been, uh, roasted, sterilized and grounded to a powder, which is a natural source of calcium. You're using, um, coffee fruit and you mentioned like, uh, brewers, uh, don't like the extracts and the, the leftovers from the brewing kind of process is being used in bars, for you've got more knowledge in this space than I have, can you give people listening just an overview of what upcycled means or upcycling yep. uh, foods mean and where you think that will go? Like you're, you're literally at the the starting point that mm. I think is just going to go bigger and bigger because it has to, uh, and if, and people want this. So yeah, if you can just give a better overview of what that means um, yep. and what it means to you will be fantastic.
0: Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I saw that, saw that post there. I mean, that 100% what you touched on there with um, Doggylicious and the, and the eggshells, that is fundamentally upcycling. So um, that's great. I mean, the the concept of upcycling, which is definitely a term that a lot of people probably haven't heard of yet, but mm. sort of started, uh, I believe, in the States. Obviously, the, the concept of it is nothing new by any means. Um, and it's simply providing life or giving life to a, a product or byproduct that otherwise would have been discarded so I mean there's obviously heaps of examples of this I mean for us it's obviously the coffee fruit that that is currently a waste um, and bringing that in giving it new life in with our bars obviously even in things that aren't food like the fashion industry there's lots of repurposing and, and technically upcycling that's going on but um, it's definitely not a new concept but one I think that's becoming more and more relevant uh, nowadays with our excessive consumption of of everything basically as as our society Mm. progresses so i mean we the term we sort of didn't start with that it was just we we saw the fruit and the coffee fruit and then came up with a plan of what to do with it and then we came across this the concept of what we're actually doing being upcycling and um i mean talking talking facts uh globally we lose about estimated one trillion dollars a year uh, annually on just food that is wasted or lost so we all know Um, yeah, we all know food waste is is such a major issue in Australia. As, you know, there was a big thing a few years ago with the ABC's War on Waste talking about food waste. And the step beyond that is is upcycling. So how we can look at the current byproducts that we produce or waste that we produce and giving it new life. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you, you if you've heard about this, but Project Drawdown, um, which is a climate change initiative that basically tracks and um, sort of puts forward methods of the way we can sustainably grow as a society globally to tackle climate change and you know reduce um carbon outputs into the atmosphere uh that places uh food waste and tackling food waste as being one of the absolute key and cornerstone methods of of i guess reversing climate change uh, and growing more sustainably as a society so it's i think with food it's incredibly important and I think upcycling can be um so simple it can literally be in your fridge instead of throwing out some of the the maybe older fruits or veggies that um that you've got in there that's maybe not good enough to to put in a a meal and serve to someone but put in a smoothie or put in a drink or ferment or some other sort of way of prolonging that life that that is upcycling I think it's something that more and more of us need to be aware of in our daily daily activity so that's why we put it front and center on the bar and we've partnered with um with a company which if if anyone's keen to look at upcycling a bit further just uh google ufa or upcycled food association uh and that's a global um organization that we've we've teamed up with um that basically they've got companies from all over the world the guy started it in america and it's basically all companies that are looking at upcycling and different innovative products um coming out focusing on how they can make that a core part of the business um plenty of great information on there uh about what you can do as consumers or what brands that you might not even know are really pushing forward with that as part of their core offerings and um you know trying to be more sustainable and not just packaging but also the obviously what's in their product and how the product is made fundamentally so uh yeah i would encourage people to to have a look at that and that's that's why we sort of leave with that our um it's not just the taste of our bars that obviously we want to be front and center, but also the, you know, what, what we're trying to do behind the the product as well. So,
1: yeah. Interesting. I just, I've, I think one, I'm fascinated by this space because uh, with my full-time job, like you look at kind of ingredients that you could use in like future development and what, what you need is the technology of some very smarter people than, uh, than myself to go hold on a minute like coffee fruit oh that's that seems very wasteful how do we turn coffee fruit and that process to turn it into something else which you guys have done and there could be the, you, you just look at your own fridge and you look at how much wasteful um most people are and you go oh if only there was something that could change that into something else so i um, it's a space that is definitely going to grow it'll just be what's next and who goes first and who does what in what space So uh, i think it's fantastic that and it's a shame that it takes someone like yourself to go first but then someone has to go first because then mm-hmm. everyone leverages off uh, the stuff <laughs> that you do <laughs> um, exactly.
0: i mean but i mean to touch on that point like obviously we're we're only leveraging off um of others initiatives in this space i mean yeah as i said we're, par- we're partnering with a with an organization over in the states there's a lot of fantastic companies over there such as um regrained is a big uh, as a company that that we like to look to so regrained they basically take um take spent um spent grain in the brewing process making beer and whatnot and then they take that because it's very high in nutritional value still and they put that into different snack products such as um sort of snacking chip style things as well as bars too um so they're they're really doing quite well um definitely one that people should check out they're very fun with their messaging and their branding because at the end of the day uh, it's about encouraging the consumers and, and sort of educating without getting too technical and obviously don't want to be preachy you want to you mm-hmm. know really put the message forward in a fun in a fun way which i think they do well i mean i'm, I'm not sure if, if some of your listeners would know but there's actually there's actually another big company that we look to in the in the coffee fruit space actually in america um b a i Um, by drink, I don't know if you heard of them, but they're, um, yeah, they, they started about 10 or eight years ago or so, seven years ago. Um, but they, they essentially make a drink from the coffee fruit, um, because of the natural energy and the super, super high antioxidants. So again, another good example, they became quite a, well, they are quite a big, big beverage brand in the States and, and ended up being, you know, sold to, um to dr pepper for 1.6 billion dollars which is an extraordinary (laughs) sale but anyway the more important thing is there are again they get a very fun messaging around upcycling around coffee or coffee fruit specifically um but yeah it's more about as you said touching on the general consumer being aware of this and what they can do because it's it's not as i said we're not we're not food scientists um we've dived into the food science to no end um definitely over the past couple of years but um mm-hmm. very much it's uh you know anyone can can look at look at things that they do on a daily basis or, or look at um yeah the, the products they consume and how they can maybe put that to new use you know
1: yeah well i just find that incredible and what i find incredible is dr pepper to be honest because i, oh, I yeah. don't think i've uh, <laughs> They don't sell Dr Pepper in Australia, do they? Or am I, I just being blind?
0: I don't know. I definitely don't drink it. Um, I'm oh. surprised they purchased. A, but more, <laughs> more what I'm what I'm saying is, I mean, yeah, they obviously saw value in in a, yeah, in, in a brand like that. But um, it's yeah, look, there's it's just in America, I think to touch on um, the food, the food, a CPG space in Australia. Um, I mean, uh, I think we slightly lag behind America and yep. Europe a bit in regards to innovation coming out. I mean, Americans yeah. are very quick. It seems to have a look at adopt and just you know, sort of try new innovative products that come out. Whereas, I mean, I think in Australia where we very much um, we follow a lot of those trends, um, and we're a bit stubborn sometimes in, in changing our our ways. But um, you know, I think that we uh, we definitely do follow them them a bit. So we look to there's a there's another good podcast. I'd recommend people in the food space check out, which you might listen to the Bevnet podcast or, or Nosh podcast. No, cool. um, yep. Yeah, BevNet. That's they're great. They um they interview a lot of a lot of brands that in, in America in the food space and a lot of innovative brands doing different things. So um yeah, I think it's it's a very interesting space. As you know in your in your work, I mean there's just there's when you look start looking into nutrition and food and different food science and new new products, it's just yeah, it goes on. There's so much interesting things and directions that
1: you know oh, we can trade yeah which is great yeah it, it, and that it is great and it's yeah there's there's so much there's so much opportunity and i think you, yeah you you're 100 percent right what one thing that i've found with trends in australia and kind of just yeah habits is we we seem to wait for the validation of other consumers whereas it seems the us go well that's a good idea let's go for it <laughs> um whereas retailers and kind of everyone who just holds back to go well will it work will it work and then um you're already behind you're already lagging but it's it's interesting i i just want to finish off with talking about your your brand and your setup and where's next um with kind of the products itself like where where do you you currently sell online what's what's the growth strategy um with uh yeah basically your brand uh, between the two of you
0: yeah so yes yeah, so as I said we've we've recently relaunched our um our new range of bars first and that, that was quite a long process to go from here mm. making our, our recipes and scaling that through a co-packer that we work with which is fantastic obviously you've done a lot of podcast episodes in the past about going with the looking for a co-backer and partnering. So I won't yeah. go into that. It's obviously very challenging, but we've worked through that. And we actually did a, did a Kickstarter fundraise um, earlier in the year, just to get some pre-orders going on our, on our products, which, which was successful and which was All great. Right. Um, I'd encourage, again, I'd encourage anyone looking at um, in the food space, that is an option, even in Australia, even though, you know, those crowdfunding is not as big here it, um we found it very useful and exposed us to a lot of, um, A lot of overseas you know buyers we we just literally uh this week finished off our last orders um so we ended up having to ship to over 20 different countries around the world for our product which you know in hindsight uh not a great idea because obviously we didn't know about covid and (laughs) you know shipping has been incredibly difficult but we've um as yeah as we said with america like we a a large portion of the orders were from america because they're very open even Mm -hmm. getting paying for shipping from australia um they're very open to new products like ours that are a bit different. So um that's been really good. So we've sort of we're building off that um initial pre-orders and we've got um obviously we're selling online and we've we've got a a stockers based already um around Australia. A few different um the places that we focus on are things like um obviously specialty cafes are a cornerstone yep. for us because it's a link to coffee. But you know, we've obviously been quite selective about um, I guess who we partner with? I mean, we um, our product definitely has a bit of an education piece behind it, um, which is the challenge with branding and marketing and how we mm-hmm. how we go about that. So that's been um, you know we've gone through endless iterations of our brand over the past year. Um, the benefit of hand making has been we could literally make not just with the recipe, but we can make tweaks to the to the brand uh, on a daily basis and try it with our, our customers and see how they interact. So, um, again, I'd encourage people starting out if they look at, you know, hand-making first, even if you're not registering as a proper food business but testing with friends and family. I mean, there's nothing beats doing it yourself and don't think that you need to go straight out to a co packer, because, honestly, that's probably a, a harder way to go if you come knowing... Your product and knowing your brand and you know you're in a, a better position to to really uh, negotiate at that stage so that's what we did and that was great for us and so we're you know we've been all organic so far with our you know advertising um we literally just were testing the market and it ended up um you know growing a lot bigger a lot uh, a lot quicker than we thought so we're we're building off that now and yeah we're um doing a lot more education pieces with obviously You know, this podcast is great to really get the message out about not just our product, but, you know, the concept, like we said, of of upcycling and what the coffee fruit is. And um, hopefully you'll start seeing the more coffee fruit products because we do have a few more in the works. So I'll be sure to give you some early samples under the Iron Grounded banner of of different um, coffee fruit products that we got coming out. So, yeah, I'm sure hopefully you'll start seeing them soon in in shelves.
1: Fantastic. Well, I'm not going to blow my own trumpet, but this podcast has had a few startups on and uh, a few of them have actually got national ranging with uh, major retailers. So fingers crossed uh, you'll be uh, on, on the list for the, uh, the the next range reviews coming through because it's definitely, a, it's an awesome product. It's not only is it an awesome product, but the story behind it as well, which mm. um, I'll be doing a separate podcast on literally brands with stories are going to yeah. outperform the basically products that don't carry a story because consumers want more consumers want to know the background they want to know where it's from what the brand is doing to help whether it's community whether it's yeah literally animal welfare etc so mm, you just tick so carry. many boxes perfect yeah. and you, you you guys are just ticking so many boxes and it's made in australia which is just absolute critical at the moment and it mm. contains so much goodness so thank you yeah i, I appreciate it. appreciate the samples like uh don't get don't get paid for this so this is actually a, <laughs> I, I actually wanted you on the show um when you reached out and i just think it's an absolute fascinating story and it's just awesome again that someone without any food knowledge apart from enjoying food um has gone out and done it when a lot of people are a twiddling the thumbs going oh I don't know I don't know and I think I've got the same advice to those people is just give it a crack at the end of the day you might lose a couple of grand but at least you gave something a go oh, and yeah
0: it's yeah. definitely worth the um diving into whatever whatever entrepreneurial endeavor you're looking at I mean that that few grand you spend on you know maybe registering a business or doing a little bit of marketing there or creating something it's you can't you can't beat that experience as you know so um, honestly, yeah, I would encourage anyone to also, I mean, like I touched on reaching out to others. I mean, happy for anyone to reach out to me. Um, you know, my email is Lachlan at I am If anyone wants any advice or anything, we've, we've done this, um, talking with quite a few people now, just early entrepreneurs. I mean, that's what we did. We leveraged off, off our network. You'd be surprised. I mean, as you know, you're, you have obviously active on LinkedIn. I mean, I think LinkedIn's a great tool. Um, so is Instagram for reaching people, um, and you know not pestering but you know do your research and and try to connect with people that you know are going to be interested in your product and that you know might get value from talking with you as well so we we definitely followed that route and i'd encourage anyone to to do the same if they're just starting out
1: awesome well absolutely appreciate it appreciate your time appreciate you telling the story and yeah, I look forward to uh, seeing the growth of this brand because I think, yeah, it's 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 got a lot of legs anyway. And uh, at the end of the day, if you keep eating the bars, you're going to have enough caffeine in you to, <laughs> to keep going anyway. So good luck. <laughs>
0: that's it. That's it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I'm glad you like
1: the samples. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs>
0: Speak soon. Okay, see you, mate.